Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 322. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brian Oski. And I'm Awesome Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer Podcast, Brett takes over the game segment and talks about No Man's Sky, Valheim, and Knockout City. And I played nothing this week, so yeah. And the gaming news, uh, we talk about several leaks ahead for Battlefield being revealed very soon, along with uh, Two Point Hospital had a leak for Two Point Campus. Uh, Atari VCS launches this month and... Do we care? Probably not. <laughs> Crisis Remastered trilogy is coming and uh, much, much more. For the, the discussion topic, we talk about our big E3 predictions. Me and Brett both make three major predictions that we think will happen. They're a little out there, but we kind of try to justify why they might happen. And you know what? They might. They will. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, cue that music. Welcome to It is June 8th, 2021. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. For first-time listeners, welcome to the show. We want to make this podcast for our fans. So if you ever have any feedback, you can email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. If you're a return visitor, thank you for sticking with us. If you want to make the show better, please consider donating or simply sharing this episode with a friend or many, many friends. Or if you're in a Discord channel, send it to all the people in the Discord. That's right. Anywhere you can tell people about this show, you should do so. Like Austin does all the time. All like the time. Brett does all the time. Nope, just me. It's great. Yeah, just Austin. There's no Brett. There's no Brett. There's only Austin. Yep. That's right. <laughs> you can visit theinnergamer.net slash donate to contribute to Austin, and uh, and <laughs> he'll, he'll take all the monies and make miniatures with them. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, if you haven't tuned in to watch us on Twitch, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash theinnergamercast every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, last week, we played Valheim with uh, Travis and Sarah, so I will be talking about that later, so stay tuned for that because we haven't been in that game in a long time, and there is some stories to be told. All right. So, without any further ado, let's jump into the games we've been playing this week. Austin, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing the most exciting game of all time. No games. Oh, my gosh. Look it's at this guy. It's been a long week, okay? Okay. It's okay. been a long week. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to get back to the game and grind next week. Game and grind. It's a, it's a fantastic adventure. Game, game you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I've been playing a lot of games, actually. Uh, shockingly. Uh, I yeah, played. What the hell, man? I played. I'm just going to go through a run through. We're not going to have any like set set game here that we're going to be talking about. We're just going to be talking about a lot of uh, a lot of different things. You know what I mean? So uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about is No Man's Sky. I jumped into that after we had my friend Julia or our friend Julia on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And she's like, you got to play No Man's Sky. So I was like, okay, I'll play No Man's Sky. So I jumped into it. Uh, me and her jumped into it actually Thursday and tried to play a little bit. When I played solo, it was awesome. I was like, this game is great. There's like, I'm learning the systems and the processes. There's a lot of new shit in here that I did not realize was there before. Having to like manage my inventory and then like find all these different resources, dig underground. Uh, I was building a fort so I can like, you can, there's base building in there now. That's like pretty awesome and cool. Like I had to build, I built a teleporter the other day nice. and the teleporter, you have to build like some kind of like energy source. Okay. So I had to build like a biofuel reactor thing next to it that allowed, then I had to attach electrical wiring to the teleporter and then fuel it with resources to make it work. And then I can then teleport between my bases. Cause I have two bases now on two different planets, which is pretty awesome. And that's convenient. 
there's also planets apparently that have like electrical like floors or whatever, like kind of like electricity in the ground or whatever. And if you build on those, it's kind of like uh, pylons in uh, Starcraft where like That's whenever cool. you're within that radius, it like powers the thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this like electric whatever thing, you can build there without having to connect power to it, which is pretty awesome. So I'm trying to find one of those planets now where I can build without having to power it which would be very, very useful and exciting. But there's a lot of new things in here. I mean, like the stories, I mean, there's not much I've experienced the story yet, but I just got to the first space station, was able to trade, realized I bought an item that was not the item I should have bought um, because I thought that exosuit or exo, it was, I think it was exosuit, exo something was my, my body suit, which I think exosuit is my body suit, but I bought some for exo mech or something, something else that was exo. And it turns out I bought it for my mech that I would get later on in the game that I don't have yet because I haven't unlocked the mech. So you bought that for no reason right now. Exactly. And it's cost a shit ton of resources. And I was very pissed off because I was trying to, I was going to buy an, uh, a suit upgrade to allow me like my sprint to last longer, my, my jump pack to last longer, whatever. Didn't and work out. You failed at life. I failed at life. So how much, how many hours was that wasted? Um, quite a bit. I mean, I, I mean, I still have re- other resources I can use things for. It's just that particular part. Mm. I'm just going to have to hold on to for a while until I get that mech to walk around with. Yeah. So I don't know how long that while is. A few years maybe. <laughs> I hope not. Gosh, that'd be awful. But uh, it's pretty cool. And there was a uh, a new update that just came out actually last week. Again, like they keep updating this game. And it made made me laugh because I saw a meme come out that was like showcasing Star Citizen still in pre-alpha after like $40 million made or whatever. And then it showed Elite Dangerous still trying to figure out how to make characters walk. And then they showed No Man's Sky you can ride freaking animals around the sky now. And it's like all these different crazy things. But the new a- new update is called Prisms. And uh, yeah, let's see. We're going to find it. this meme. Yeah, that's not it. Um, uh, what was it? No Man's Sky, Star Citizen? Yeah. Uh, where it for our Dow meme? Okay, I'll find it. You keep Yeah, reading. okay. So we uh, so this new update came out. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy to me that, again, this game came out in 2016. Hot pilot garbage, and then it got better. Redemption story, all that good stuff. And where we are now is they've brought out this update that has added fur to creatures, uh, light refraction to the rain, more detail to cave environments, reflective metal to space stations, and you can now tame and ride flying pets, which is like, what the fuck? Wow. So there's there's a whole bunch of new visual upgrades that like there's you can now look up in the sky from ground and see stars like actual stars that you could eventually go probably like pass through and see and stuff like that. Um, there's uh, they've improved the photo mode, depth of field and bloom options are in there, but like the reflections and stuff just look really really good. Um, and these updates came to all platforms, so it's just like they just were like, let's just release a better looking version of the game for free and call it a day. So it's pretty impressive. I was like digging it. But what I will say is that I found bugs that I'm not happy about. And those bugs are unfortunate. Now playing solo, it's great. I haven't had any issues. Um, I've been able to fly up in space, do this, that, whatever. Um, 
been able to do a lot of the things that I'm supposed to be able to do. And I do like that they have this like log system in the game now that basically once you discover something, you can go back and read about what they taught you so that if you forget, like if you haven't played in like five weeks or whatever, you go back, there's like a whole log system of like how to build your base, how to, how to deal with like, you know, bad temperatures on planets. And this then tells you all the things you're supposed to do to be able to remember how to get back in the game again. So it's not like you just have to just remember, like you used to have to remember. Now they actually have like very good documentation Mm. about all the mechanics and stuff that are inside the game. So I really like that a lot. Um, Well, I was trying to play multiplayer with Julia. And so we were connecting. She's playing on Xbox. I was playing on PC. Yep. With my game pass. So Uh I added her to a party on the Xbox system. It was great. Got that working. We're talking to each other. It's fine. Everything's good. And then um, we jump in the game. So she's already in a game. So I'm like, I'm going to join your world. So I click to join her world. I click on multiplayer. I click join a game to her character. Uh, It tells me to load a save character. And it says, like, here's what will come with you. I was like, perfect. So I picked my character. I load up in her game. Everything is great. I was like, cool. We're here. We're playing. This is awesome. And we start walking around. And then the planet that she was on is like a really, really toxic, bad dangerous planet where I was having like four diamond or four triangles of, of, uh, talk like body degradation or whatever that, that my suit was getting damaged. And so I was dying super fast. So I was like, we gotta get off this planet cause I'm about to die and I don't have the protections that I need to save myself. So we were going to get off the planet, but she was like, Hey, let's just go to another galaxy. I'm like, great. And then I go click on all the things and I realize that I need hyperdrive and I haven't unlocked hyperdrive yet. So I can't galaxy hop yet. So I was like, well, we're kind of screwed. So she was like, well, let's go up in space and we'll see if we can find another planet. The other planet was just as bad. It's just like a high tier galaxy with like a lot of shit going on that every planet you go to is going to like destroy you basically. I was like, well, this sucks. So I was like, well, let me get out of the game. You hyperdrive somewhere and then I'll join you again. So I did that. Uh, I come back in the game. I get welcome to no man's sky, begin initialization. And then it puts me as a brand new character on the planet that she's on. I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I not loading my same character? I have my character on that last load and now my character's gone. I was like, okay, let me load it in again. Load in again, same problem. It's like, let me close the game out and come back in. Same problem. Oh, and I'm like, no. okay, this sucks. So I started reading online, checking out Reddit. Some people were like, oh yeah, go in a single player game and then go into the multiplayer and then it'll work. I did that. Didn't work. So then I was like, okay, how about I get out, you come and join my game and we'll see if that works. So she joins my game. She can pick her character, loads up, begin initialization. Doesn't actually give her her character on my planet. It's like, son of a bitch. Okay, so then we... Um, that she tried to jump out, drop in, this, that, whatever. At the end of it, we were just like, okay, she didn't really need to, she was just there just to hang out and just chat and stuff like that. So I was like, cool, um, I'll play. You can help me like collect resources and we'll just go with that. So she had a brand new fresh character that had nothing. And I have my character that was just, you know, a little ways in the distance and we can never get her to join in. So what did she have to join. do kind of get to the point where she could help you? I mean, she was just uh, nothing, just, actually. I just gave her sodium to keep her alive. And then she was just helping mine mine stuff that she can mine. But don't you have to get a mining laser? Or I guess you already have the mining yeah, the mine, laser. Yeah, they give you the mining laser at the start of the game now. Okay, okay, okay. So you like, you always have that. And then you have to, like, have the that. first thing they teach you is to, like, get sodium, which will help you to not, like, lose the 
in this world it was freeze so like i was freezing to death so you need to take the sodium in order to like boost your suit back up yeah um and then the oxygen to keep yourself alive um so i was just feeding her oxygen and sodium to keep her alive and she was just finding more minerals and resources for me and just telling me like oh hey this hydrogen stuff will be really beneficial there later you should get this material because it will give you benefits later on as well so not gonna lie it sounds boring <laughs> oh my gosh it was, it was her, i mean it was sure. awesome it was great right, 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 but yeah, yeah it was yeah. definitely like it's like fuck not ideal she no. was she was all excited giving no. me all kinds of like shit yeah that i could use like sell and stuff like that but we couldn't get connected long enough for me to and then you wasted get it all too yeah on something you didn't even need yeah then i bought something that i didn't realize i read the name <laughs> wrong and i thought it's like exomech or something like that was my suit or something and then realized it was for a vehicle that I get later on in the game that I haven't unlocked yet. So I was very upset about that as well, but yeah. it's okay. Well, it is what it is. I'm glad I didn't play. Right. That's still fun. I mean, I'm still enjoying myself, but um, it is what it is. So anyway. Yes, it is. Next game. Valheim. We played four and a half hours of Valheim on Wednesday. That's a lot. For our stream. Had one and a half people show up. Nice. Very excited for those one and a half people. Um, I'm sure they had a good time. I, I hope so. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, but uh, me and Travis and Sarah were like, "Hey, we're gonna start brand new, fresh." I was trying to encourage us to turn cheats on because I'm like, "We play this game already. I don't want to go from like bare bone basics." Yeah, they refuse to put cheats on. They're like, "Breath, that's cheating." I'm like, "I know it's cheating. That's what I want to do. I want to cheat. We're starting <laughs> well, yeah. our own server. We don't want to turn cheats on." Yeah, yeah. But they didn't want to do it, so I was like, "Okay, fine. We'll just go with standard stuff and just like work kind hard." Of lame. Yeah. So we're walking around this new seed that we created, find this like river, river bank or whatever. And Travis was like, let's build a river, like village. It's like, that's a great idea. You build over there. I want to build over here and we can eventually build a bridge across to each other. And like, we'll have our bases and it'll be nice and beautiful. And then Sarah's like, I don't want to build by you guys. I'm like, why? Like you can build like right next to us. I'll be great. And she's like, no, I want my own resources. So she goes up on top of this hill and builds a hill that's looking down at us. <laughs> she's like, I'm better than y'all. I'm going to look down at y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, and then Scott comes and joins us and he plays for a little bit. And he was like, I don't give a shit about building. I'm just going to like start cutting down resources for bread. Cause I'm not going to be on here all night. So he starts chopping down trees and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is awesome. Cause I'm like, he's chopping down trees for me. Cause the first thing I do is I take one of those abandoned buildings and build like a quick little shack there. So I just have a place to build resources and um, craft things. And then I started my other base, another place so that, you know, when it went dark and it started getting shitty, I can go like hide away in my little shack, but then I can come back and build during the day and build my actual base, which was like on stilts up on the side of a hill. So I literally built like a platform, raised it up on stilts as high as I could out in the water. So part of it's hanging over the water. And then I have like a big, huge stairwell that goes up to the next part of it where I put like my little, uh, I dug into the ground a little bit, put my campfire and have like a nice little like chilling spot there. And I have doors on both sides that exit me out. One goes my beehive. The other one goes downstairs, which goes down to the floor. It's very, very cool. I was very excited about my base. And um, I cut out windows and like built these massive ceilings. And I have like a big, huge uh, front window that looks out at the river and then to Travis's base. I can spy on him whenever I want to. Um, It was really cool. And uh, so built all that. And then Sarah was like, where all my trees go? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't take any of your trees. She's like, yeah, all my trees are gone. Brett, did you take all my trees? Turns out she was thinking that, well, because she, we built bases like in between each other, 
Scott was cutting down the trees that were leading up towards her base <laughs> and was chopping all those down. And I didn't realize because she hadn't built a base yet. All she had was a workbench. Oh, my and I was like, gosh. okay, we don't really have a base there, but there's all these trees and Scott had chopped all these down. I was like, oh my gosh, there's like shit ton of wood here. I'm just going to go pick it all up and go to town. And then, uh, it turns out those were her trees and she was having to figure out where to go find her trees. And I was like, okay, well that's what it is. But Hey, that's what happens. You know, I built hey. my riverbed and it was awesome. Early bird gets the worm. Yeah. And of course, Travis, you know, he was like super fast, already collected his boar and like built his little farm and shit like that. Had a nice little house. And then we decided let's build our bridge. So we got our stone and started like building up the water so we could build, like at least have a little bit of ground to like build our stilts on. Built this badass bridge over the river. Like it's covered, it's got the the wood, it's got lights as you go down across it. And now we have connected houses and it looks amazing. That's what I wanted the first time. Yeah. But some people didn't want that. No. Had to fight tooth and nail to get that. That's right. It's a bummer. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't want it this time either, clearly. Well, not but. to call Scott out or anything, but he was saying he's he's pretty much done with Valheim. No, he told me that too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, yeah, he he was like just kind of in it just to, he just showed up just to screw around with us for a little bit, but yeah, he definitely wasn't going to be building anything. He's like, I already invested all that time. I don't want to do it yeah. again. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. And it would have been a lot more fun with cheats on. I agree. Habits. I know. I just want to build like, I, I've never used stone before. I've never built with stone because uh, I never got that far. Well, yeah, you suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start my I, own thing and just like be my own cheater. Well, I mean, I think it is will be fun to play uh, later once it has a full release with all the minions and stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, because not much has really changed. Oh, they do have an autosave feature now. Oh. So the uh, like world that. the world saves automatically every two minutes, I think, or three minutes, something like that, oh, okay. every, on, on a time time thing. So it'll say right. world save happening in 30 seconds, and it'll count down, and then it saves the world. Sweet. So that was really cool. A um, couple other things they've added, but overall it's still mostly the same game. You know, yeah. nothing crazy is different. But that was fun. And, I don't know um, how many hours I put in that game. But yeah, I definitely don't want to put any more hours Yeah, I know. It. Well, y'all had a lot more than me. I only have like 35 hours in it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, We're, y'all have like, I know at least Travis is like 150 plus, I think. Definitely 150 but plus. But yeah, you probably had like 70 or 80, I think. Yeah, I was coming up on 100. Yeah. Somewhere. That's crazy. Anyway, what's your next game you're going to talk about? Yeah, last game I want to talk about, Knockout City. Man. I played more. I'm not going to talk much about it, but... Okay. Got addicted. I need to get y'all in this game. It's pretty fun. It's it's well, a really we, cool three v three. Last time we talked about it, did we did, you, did we come to a conclusion it was out on Switch? No. Okay, because it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh shit, maybe it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because I I got the trailer from last week's episode or whatever. Yeah. And it was a Switch trailer. I don't know if I want to play it on the Switch. Oh wait, no, that's right. Because I remember it was first revealed at a Switch Direct at a, at a Nintendo Direct. Was it? That's where they first revealed the uh, game. Yeah. And a couple remember. weeks later, they revealed it at other things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I forgot about that. It was at a Switch Direct, uh, Nintendo Direct first. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah. What, what if we look it up or not? But it was. It's coming. But if you have EA Play Pro, then that? you get it for free. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to get it on the Switch. Yeah. EA Play I already, Pro already is, purchased it on the Switch. Actually, no, well, it's free, but I don't know how long it's free Wait, did we it. find out how... Wait, let me see. It I told me sure it was it's free. cross-platform. It better be cross-platform. I can't even talk. It won't be free. It's on a free trial for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cross-play. We're figuring this out, people. Okay. Yes, it, it does. Have, it does have crossplay between PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Ooh, does it not have it with what? Switch? No Switch crossplay. That's fucked up because uh, even. Um, oh yeah, it does. Okay, it uh, has it has Switch. Yeah. 
I was like, Rocket League has crossplay. It's turned on by default. Switch. Yeah. So to send a cross-platform invite to a friend, you'll need their knockout city ID. Um, and then once the, you have their ID, then you're good to crossplay. Um, yeah. So I've started an inner gamer crew. So we got nice. a crew. We got a, a cut. We have a really badass vehicle because I have cool. the because of my privileges as EA Play Pro member, I get the ultimate edition of Knockout City. So I get all the extra nice. goodies and stuff like that. Nice. But um, yeah, it so was fun. Like by crew, you mean you right now? That's all yeah, I it's got. just me. Yeah. So I need to expand my crew. I brought my switch. So uh, yeah. Hey, we should do that. Yeah. Try it out. Um, yeah, it's it's super fun. Like I was, I was playing last night. I was playing with a team, and I finally I had to f- remember the mechanics a little bit at first because like you have. I mean, you, I've talked about it last week on the podcast, so go back and listen to that one if you want to learn more about the game's mechanics and whatnot. But um, in this one, it was just trying to like get good at the game and figure out like the different advanced mechanics to like really excel at the gameplay. Um, and one of the things I started doing is like when I got near my, my teammates, you can like press, uh, I'm using the controller. So I was pressing RB to, uh, roll in a ball. And if my, I, the bars, balls are not, are kind of hard to come by in the world because they're in designated spots and you have to go track them down. And if somebody grabbed the ball from that spot, it may not spawn for another 20 seconds or whatever. So it's like, you gotta be very, it's a lot of like catching balls and they throw it at you and then using your other players as balls in order to kind of like really kind of win the game. So when I was with my crew, we would all stick together and then whenever like we ran out of balls or whatever, I would roll in a ball and if I run up to them, it'll all, if they don't have a ball in their hand, it'll pick me up and then they have a auto charge already, a fully charged ball of me. So they can just throw it at somebody and hopefully get a hit off, which is really cool. So nice doing that a lot is really helpful. And there's a passing feature that I'm still trying to figure out where like, if you have a ball and you pass it to somebody, um, when you pass it to that, that friend, then they get it automatically full charge and they can just mm. throw it really fast. So if you start passing to one another, that becomes very beneficial as well because you will, uh, you know, you don't have to sit there and hold down to charge the ball to get the hundred percent hit. And each person like to take somebody out and count it as a point, you have to hit them twice. So it's two hits to, to be knocked out and then they, they die and have to respawn. And then it's right. 10 points to win the round and then every every game is best of best two out of three mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um so it can take i mean it, t- it takes about five minutes probably for each game to run through but um it's not bad yesterday the team i was playing with man we were just like killing it like there was a part where i i had a shot i threw a shot at somebody knocked him out the other guy threw a ball at me i grabbed it threw it back at him knocked him out and like was just blowing him away. And the other time I rolled up in a ball and then somebody picked me up and threw me up in the air and it gave me an ultimate um, ability, which I don't, I haven't quite figured out how the ultimate ability comes into play. But whenever they throw you, they throw you up in the air and right. I have to control my character where he lands. Mm. I had a pack of three of them in one area. Dang. I came down, boom, team wipe. It's like, fuck Game yeah. over. Fuck yeah, it was great. Oh um, man, I remember team wipes. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Destiny team wipes. Oh yeah, oh so yeah, good. super satisfying. So good. But um, yeah, I mean this game. This game is really cool. I'm impressed. And if you actually, you know what? I forgot. Uh, do you still have your Game Pass? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Nagat City. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that because EA Play is in, integrated into Game Pass now. So not EA Play Pro. Right. EA Play right. Pro gives you like more shit, but because this is an EA game, so you'll I be able to play Battlefield it. Six. No. That one's probably going to be EA Play Pro only, oh, I would okay. imagine. I don't know, actually. It may not. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Because, like, they have... It's a good question, huh? Yeah. We will few... find out. Yeah, because there's this a... podcast. 
There's a few of them that... Never mind, Brett's going to find out right now. <laughs> the, the selection of stuff that's on EA Play versus EA Play Pro is is interesting. Like, there's... Like, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is only on EA Play Pro, not on EA Play. Um, it would make sense for them to actually do that. Yeah. To have it on the Pro so people buy into the Pro and then eventually have it on the... Because now, since the EA Pass is on Xbox, it just makes it less worthy. Because mm-hmm. you just get everything, right? And it's like you're right. only getting ten bucks. Like it's ten bucks, and you get all those games on the Xbox Game Pass. Like hell yeah! Okay, so here here's the difference here. So with EA Play, they have games that are part of the EA playlist that are unlimited access games. So there's there's, but they're not all going to be that way. Um, but then there's select releases that you get access to for only up to ten hours, and then after that you have to pay for it if you're on EA Play Pro or EA Play. And the others are like completely free. So, for I example, see. I see. Biomutant is only EA Play Pro. Mm. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is EA Play Pro. Um, Need for Sp- or Star Wars Squadrons, uh, Two Point Hospital, those kinds of things. There's a bunch of games here that are like EA Play Pro only. And then um, otherwise, they're like Anthem, Jedi Fallen Order. Well, Battlefield Five is EA Play, so it might be okay. And Knockout City is EA Play, so it's just the standard EA Play. Need for Speed Heat is so it's select titles. So I don't know if they're going to do Battlefield Six that way or not, but we'll I, see. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, either way, it's definitely worth. I like having EA Play Pro because yeah. I was like, yeah. I can play Biomune now and not have to pay for it as much. So that'd be well, good. aren't you lucky? I know. At least you got your refund, so that's good. That's true. That's yep. true. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the games we played this week, everybody. If you want to play games with us each and every week, like Knockout City, you should join us in our Discord channel. You can check out that link in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our video game news. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. And if you want to get involved in this segment, you can send us a question or comment to hello at theinnergamer.net, and we will talk about it on the podcast, just like we did last week with Michael's submission that he sent in regarding our discussion on long or be, uh, the uh, purchasing of video games, basically. <laughs> yeah, I say longevity in games, but yeah, it was like it's longevity in games. Um, I forgot, so yeah, this week though we have some news hot off the press. It's not even news; it's all rumor. But by the time you listen to this podcast, or very soon after. Battlefield will be revealed. They will have released a trailer. I think it's coming June 9th, which is the day after this podcast drops. So if you're listening to this on the day we drop the podcast, we haven't found out what it is yet. But by the time you listen to this podcast, we may or may not know if this stuff that we're about to talk about is true. But (laughs) the trend is we talk about it and then the next day. It comes out and it's just like all the news you just heard from us is pointless because yeah exactly because we missed it by a day okay we're sorry but this one's really exciting and I just want to talk about it just because I was like very excited about this so uh, Battlefield Six is being built right and we know it's coming or that's the name that we have been calling it up to this point because we know there's new Battlefield it's going to come out this year we've already talked about how it's going to be like freaking crazy graphics 128 players is the max player count. going forward Um, but there was a new 4chan leak that came through that has been unverified but they are reportedly calling this Battlefield 2042 so we are going to the 42 nomenclature again which is kind of cool 
And instead of 2142, it's 2042, which is only, you know, what, 20 some years after today? Yeah, 21 years after today. So Man, we're looking at near years future. Before. 100 years. 100 years. Yeah. Before. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So this is going to take place 2042, supposedly. It will have huge 128 player multiplayer mode that will have 64 versus 64 carnage. Um, there will not be cross-gen play between the different platforms. Thank God. <laughs> which I don't think there should be. Um, supposedly there's an open beta test coming in June. Um, it's June. It's which, June. Yes, this month, I guess. Um, so influencers, content creators, and media will be invited to try it. So I need to figure out how to get on this list as quickly as possible. Um, Use your mojo. A couple other things that they've talked about in this leak. Uh, they will allow players to hold two attachments at once that can be swapped out on the fly when playing the game. Um, you'll also be able to make what? modifications to specific weapons in game and adapt to specific battle situations. So that's interesting. Uh, the game will also have its own innovative evolution of the Battlefront 2's hero mechanic. Uh, the hero specialists are called professionals, and each class has their own version. <clears throat> this kind of also reminds me of Warzone with the uh, players that you pick in there. But you're going to have a medic uh, that can shoot healing darts at allies in battle. Squads can also summon vehicles during combat, which is kind of cool. I'm okay with that. We just had that ability, didn't we, back in the day? Or no, it was commanders that could drop vehicles down for people. Yeah. It yeah. looks like squads can summon vehicles while they're playing. Um, Levolution is back and will be more supposedly like Battlefield Hardline, which I actually forgot that Battlefield Hardline had Levolution. But uh, there'll be real-time weather effects that wreak havoc and with advanced physics destruction. Twisters can occur and lift up cars, which is weird. Um, and bigger storms like tornadoes will actually throw in-game vehicles around. Um can you imagine? Not only do you have to worry about people, I have to worry about the fucking yeah. storms throwing shit at us. I'm curious to know about this because this could go very. I mean, I like this idea of adding more crazy weather and stuff like that, but I'm <clears> concerned <throat> that the tornadoes will get very gimmicky really quickly mm. if they're. I mean, if it's just like one per like round or whatever, it might be okay. But I, I just hope they don't that. like throw them in there at you like, like one every so many rounds. Yeah, no, yeah, that'd be that'd be ideal. I don't want to be like, okay, I expect like just expecting for the tornado and like hiding in a corner knowing the tornado is coming. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> hiding in a, yeah. Oh, everyone hide. Ah. Right. And uh, the leaker also says he doesn't know about or he or she doesn't know if there's going to be jets or not. Haven't seen or heard anything about them, but we've seen like these like weird plane like hyper like plane thingies that are like kind of like flying like vertical flyer deals or whatever. So I don't know what that's going to be. Um, uh, talk about the setting. I mean, they talk about the setting in this. Uh, not really, actually. I mean, all we've seen so far is that one map where there's like a well, there's a couple maps actually. Uh, the one map has like a rocket launch location in there, where it's like there's like clearly a rocket that's like flying off into space, um, and it's like there's a lot of stuff happening at that rocket launch, but yeah, this, this, there's a screenshot out there. That's like a big, huge cityscape. There's one that features what looks to be a, uh, like a stadium inside there somewhere. So I don't know where the location is with that, but, um, yeah, specifically they haven't notified, noted, so is this notated, like, is this Dubai right here? I don't know though. I mean, that looks like just like a sports stadium of some kind and that this? could be anywhere. No, the building right there in the middle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, is this some kind of take on, uh, like, the world's... 
global warming type thing, and we get to battle it out for resources. Because what was 2142 about? That was a future in which the several there factions. was two different factions that split off. Yeah, there were several factions that had a global... There was like the Pan Asia Coalition or something like that, and then like some other coalition. They basically like the world was like focused in on like one area of like in Europe somewhere, mm. and they basically split down the middle based off of like I don't know ideology or some shit like that, and they started <laughs> battling each other. Um, Were they battling for resources. I think it was. Yeah, um, it's been a while, guys. So g- g- give us a give us a break over here, please. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I I think it was a resource thing that they were going back and that, forth that's about. What I, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. So one of this is like the pre the pre setup to like twenty one forty two, and eventually we get like twenty one forty one. Maybe right before or twenty one forty three because they've done Battlefield nine forty three back in the day. That's true. So that's an option. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so Battlefield 2142 was set during a new ice age, depicting a war known as the Cold War of the 22nd century, in which two military superpowers, the European Union and Pan-Asian Coalition, Mm. battle for the remaining unfrozen land during a new ice age. So that's that's what the the story. Yeah, I feel like they're going to set it up. Why not? Why not? It could be. I don't know. Like that would be so awesome to set that up. Yeah. Um, Let's see. They also said that. Uh, so there is a note here. All I was told about the vehicles is every squad can play the game, save up points, and then choose for a vehicle to be spun on them. I assume that means every vehicle in the game, but that could just be entry-level vehicles. Um, so vehicles will be spawnable. Um, this takes place 20 years after Battlefield 4 because Battlefield 4 took place in 2024. Um, Man, even that was like... In the future. Yeah. Um, trying to see what else there is here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things, but we're going to know all these, all these details next week, but I, I do want to know exactly what the setting is and like what the story is behind it because there's supposed to be a co-op story. I believe that you can play with friends and stuff like that. But I'm so far what they've shown with the UI. I mean, it looks very much like something from battlefield three and four, except with like a green tint instead, which I've, been happy with thus far to see so i'm looking forward to that i want to see what the map looks like i want to see what the maps look like um generally but um yeah the hype is here i just am anxious to play it and get my hands dirty you know what i mean i know what you mean is are we gonna have another uh what do you call it uh battlefield five where it's like starts out Week and then builds up momentum later. Well, it was just they had a huge like outcry early on about the females and stuff like that. Yeah, and changing the history when everyone thought it was going to be legitimate history, and then they made it where well now the history history now want. that's the benefit about this one is the history hasn't right. been written yet, so we exactly. can know the future and not have to worry about it. They're just building their own history. Be like we wanted a historical like right now, right? Thing, and you're not giving it to us. So this game's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn people. I swear. I swear. Um, I don't know. I, I think it'll just be awesome and great, and I can't wait to play it. I, yeah. I'm hope, I hope it's good. I hope there's no like bullshit in there that's like, oh, like, I, I feel like Battlefield 5 had too many things to customize, oh, honestly. Yeah. And that's probably the problem with Warzone, too. So I hope there's like less of that here, but I feel like it's not going to be less of that, especially when they're talking about changing out attachments while you're in the game. Like being able to swap those things out, I don't know well, what that's going to look like. That. 
not attack no like during the game like swapping out oh like like you couldn't modify like you couldn't change like a a hollow site for another site until you and until you well no until you like exited the menu you could change your weapons and stuff like that but i don't think you could customize them i was talking about before that oh like battlefield 4 yeah could you do that? Yeah, when you died, like you can customize your guns. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. you could do that. Okay, cool. It's well, been a minute. I know because yeah. I played it not too long ago. That's right. Well, yeah, it was a decent amount ago. But well, then I'm yeah. curious what this means. Then if this is because it sounds like it's like a new mechanic, but I don't know what they would give you. Maybe it's, it's just like fly. maybe it's not pulling up the menu. It's like you can press a button that'll toggle. Or maybe there's a location you go to, like a crate, and you can like like really quick. Oh, maybe stuff out. yeah. It'd yeah, cool. it could be like the uh, the drop zones in Warzone where like you have the drop box you go up to to buy yeah. station. Right. Um, right where right. you can like use your stuff to, and that might be what they do is they have like like buy stations throughout the map that you go to to call in. Like that's how you call on your weapon or your mm-hmm. vehicles and shit like that. Yeah. But I'd rather it be just like you're calling in like a airdrop and they fly in with like a, drone, a plane that like drops your thing down on you. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll have a cyber truck in here. That'd be cool. We need it. But then again, they have like what seems to be standard looking tanks and some of these leak screenshots. So if y'all look up uh, just like battlefield leaks, literally they're everywhere. I read somebody say like this is leaking more than like a hot air balloon with a hole in it or something like that. I don't know. Somebody made some silly joke about the leaks. Um, I like it. <clears throat> Seeing leaks, this is gonna be quick, but I'm. I want to talk about this one. Uh, Sim fans will love this because. Uh, oh, Sim. Yeah, Sim. They said Sim. Sip fans. No, Sim simulator <laughs> fans. Uh, Pie. The uh, creators of Two Point Hospital, which I have reviewed on this podcast, had a really really good time with. It was a fun zany game where you are building a hospital, but there was you can get on weird play. ailments and diseases and stuff. You can get what? You can get on EA Play. Yeah, you can get on EA Play, so you can download that and play it. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast playing this game. There is apparently a leak that came out from Microsoft, <laughs> as they often do with stores where um, the next game from the two point studio is going to be two point campus. Um, so this is going to be a comedy university management sim. So same kind of silly stuff as they've had in previous games, but now it's in a university. Um, so I'm very interested to see how they turn this around, but uh, showing some screenshots and stuff like that, there's definitely some um interesting capabilities so you can build the university of your dreams within two point campus get to know your students explore their personalities and fulfill their wants and needs craft buildings choose courses hire the best staff and build an academic institution to stand the test of time so interesting yeah i like how they have this giant pizza maker here right um i might play it yeah that's a study of how to make gigantic pies <laughs> so you know two point hospital is just like eh, but two point campus now this looks like grade A video game creation. Two point hospital is great too. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, I mean this will be this will be more flexible with more color, uh, which is okay. nice. You know, like hospitals are very much like I'm, two colors mostly. Yeah, yeah. So I think visually it's gonna be a lot more exciting. I need to I need to play two point hospital. It's so silly. It's on Switch, isn't it? Uh probably. I would assume it would be. But it's on EA Play, so you can get it for free. That's true. I just play it on the computer. But I want to play it on my Switch. I don't know. No, nah, this is one that I feel like you need a mouse for I mean, it's a lot of like menus that you're working into and like having to click on different things to place items and stuff like that. I feel like it's beneficial oh, okay, to have okay, the mouse okay, and okay. keyboard kind of set up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
Cause you like definitely like there's parts where you're like building, like, I mean, you literally build like a waiting room for your hospital to like a lot of people to sit and you have mm-hmm. to make sure it feels comfortable for them. So like if you put plants up, it increases their, their, uh, morale and their excitement. If there's you have plants around there, yeah, yeah, a lot of little details on like grids and shit like gotcha, that, that gotcha, gotcha. would be fine on switch, but I feel like better served on like yeah, a mouse I, and keyboard. I need the UFO. Yeah. Alienware UFO. Yeah, you do. Mm. They get a Bluetooth. That's right. Mouse and keyboard. Yep. Mm. Um, <laughs> they say that uh, uh, alongside the options of building benches and planting trees, um, students in Two Point County enjoy a range of wild and wonderful courses from night school where they learn jousting, uh, the salivatory gastronomy <laughs> where you'll learn to build mouth-watering conco- concoctions like giant pizzas and enormous pies, um, and much more. So... Very, very funny and clever. So hyped on that. Hope you all are too, you know? Come yeah, check it out. I'm actually kind of hyped, so. But you know what I'm more hyped about, Brett? The Atari VCS? No, I lied. I'm not hyped. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? This is still happening? Like, what the I know, hell is no, this? That, that's why I put this article in here, because, uh, like, I literally forgot about it. Um, so Game Informer reported that the Atari VCS release date is this month. So if, for those that don't know, the Atari VCS is a brand new next generation Atari video game console that they've been working on for a while. It's got this really cool retro look to it. Um, and it's going to come with a pro controller and then a joystick controller. That's like old school stuff. And, uh, it was first, um, shown off, I guess, to people back in 2018, mm. um, at GDC, mm. um, it's designed to be inspired by the Atari 2600. Um, and it's going to be a high price console that will play not just regular games, but then like high end games as well. Oh. It's got a Ryzen processor capable of 4K resolution, oh. HDR, 60 frames per second, um, has dual band Wi Fi, Bluetooth 5.0, USB 3 support. Um, and you can install either Windows or Linux as an alternative operating system to turn your VCS into a mini PC. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, what? Yeah, and it comes out June fifteenth. So, oh my god, yeah. I've heard nothing about this. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah, the computer part was kind of uh, crazy to me. I didn't realize that was a thing either. Um, it's this. This could easily go the way of the Ouya. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know what games are gonna Talk be on Ouya. here. No, for those who don't know, oh yeah. So Ouya was a little. It was a Kickstarter project back in the day. Um, was gonna be like a really brand new, awesome, like portable um game console. It was like a little cube, and it came with a controller, and it sold really, really well because the first game that was on it was um, uh, what's that game we like to play where you jump around with archers and shoot each other and in the side scrolling, like it's just like an arena map. And you were like around with archers and we have like, like bows and shit that we use to hit each other and try and kill one another. we got on the switch. Um, it's pixelated. I forgot. Fuck. What's the game called? Towerfall. Towerfall. Yeah. So Towerfall is that was a launch title, like one of the big, huge launch titles for this. And that was really the only thing that was worthwhile on the Ouya. Um, this feels like the Ouya because that game, that console came out. It sounded really cool. I thought it was gonna be great, and then it just went the way of shit. Because again, if you have a console that only plays things that are built for that console, it's hard to get big unless you have like Apple backing or I mean even Google. We've seen a Stadia struggling to bring things to that thing. Apple backing. I don't even think that like I don't even know. Yeah, but uh, this comes out June fifteenth. It's gonna start at three hundred dollars. 
which is fucking crazy. Like $300 for a console that doesn't have any exclusives potentially yet. And I mean, like, I don't know if like any, like is Valhalla coming in the system? Probably not. Like what's coming in the system? Yeah, exactly. Like what? And then you can do like a mini PC on it. Like, I mean, I don't even, how how is this marketed? (laughs) How are you marketing this? Well, they're going to be available at their hotels when the Atari builds their hotels. That's right. That's right. So maybe yeah. that's why they're just like, let's just throw it out there, see what happens. And <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They call it Atari's new PC console hybrid. So I guess you can play PC games on it, but I feel like that means you have to install. I mean, can you connect an Xbox controller to it? Like on the PC side, yeah. Like, they're literally showing it on their website now. Atari mode, game, stream, connect like never before. PC mode, unlock a customizable multimedia PC for unmatched freedom and creativity. They're literally showing people using their Atari to, like, record music and stuff like that. So it's, like, I guess it's powerful enough to, like, become a... I mean, they're showing, like, play games, do work school media with it (laughs) on on the side. Oh, my God. So, I mean, in a sense, though... If it's intuitively, if it's in, it's powerful enough to hook up as a PC, like it's that's a that's a cheap PC. If you can like yeah, have this yeah. little tiny guy, and then hook up a mouse and keyboard and a monitor to it, I mean, you, if you can work with this thing, that's <clears throat> that's interesting, right? But again, but I mean, where do you? It, it, I just feel like like usability what it's being marketed as if it's being marketed as a console like that thing's just supposed to sit somewhere right right it's not like a portable thing you can take anywhere which yes it is pretty it's fairly small i guess and you can take it anywhere but i mean a laptop is designed to be taken anywhere and be used as that like it just doesn't make sense to i mean i mean <laughs> if your workspace is also your game space i mean yeah you'd be like all right i recorded some stuff i'm gonna switch over to my game console now and play some games yeah sure but it's atari and i don't see it like tari's name doesn't strike <laughs> as like multimedia center thing it's just like these are games classic games for sure it's just yeah, it's not like I would go out and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna buy the Atari PC." Yeah, to like run my <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. but I mean, always wanted can. the console and computer together. Yeah. Oh wait, I can just make that. Yeah. With the exact specs I want, and probably in a cooler design. I don't know. Well, it's, it, I guess it's a cool design. I mean, I, I like I like the design of it. For I mean, it's definitely got that retro look. Go to go to uh, pull it up AtariVCS.com. And you can see what they, so if you guys go to atarivcs.com, you can see what they've, um, the examples that they show people using as their computer. So if you scroll down, um, there is like, like a, does it have this like, yeah, it's got that ribbing on it. To, oh, no, it like doesn't have a screen though. Oh, no, no, no. I think cool. that's just, yeah. So yeah, there's somebody like doing multimedia, like the recording music on the right hand side. And if you scroll down further, it's like, there's somebody that's like got it hooked up. It's like, that's a freaking small ass computer. So if you want to use a computer, like it it's is pretty small, that's pretty it small. is pretty interesting. I mean, it's like this, not even the same length as a keyboard. So there is some value there, but I mean, can it? What? Uh, what what's the graphics card again? Uh, it's got a Ryzen processor, um, and uh, let's go into PC mode. A true hybrid device for all of your needs. Run your favorite OS, Windows, 
Ubuntu, Chrome OS. That's interesting. Powered by AMD. Radeon Vega, Radeon uh, graphic card stuff. Oh, it's got fully upgradable hardware. Look at that. They have an open M2 SSD socket that you can change out your SSD. That's that's cool. I mean, that's good. Peripherals. Chrome on the Atari VCS. See, this is, okay. I think, because I'm not seeing it the way I want it. It's a Ryzen um, processor slash graphic card, basically. See, if they had made it where it's like, hey, there's the, here's this console, and it can play things, like, right? can play these games, like we've been saying for a while, and when we talked about PlayStation being, like, on a TV, like, Sony TVs and not on, like, a console. Yeah. But, like, it's just like, hey, look, you can get this at these base prices with something that's functional and, you know, worth your time to invest in. And then later on, you can actually upgrade this stuff, like, get a bigger hard drive or get faster RAM or maybe even, you know, buy a new uh, graphics card chip. But yeah. I, I assume it's just it's just the graphics card off of the the, um, the CPU. Yeah. 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 It's all it's all in one integrated thing. Right. Uh, what's what's interesting to me, though, about this is the just the games like they have the games library on here. It's going to come with hundreds of Atari games like classic Atari classics. So, I mean, that's cool, but low graphics. And it's like, if you like Atari games, great. But if not, like, that's only going to keep you going for a little bit. It's going to have this thing called Antstream Arcade, um, which is supposed to have thousands of licensed games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s on this app. Again, old games. Um, and then there's uh, retro ROMs and emulation capabilities. But, like, as far as, like, games go, they have the Vault, um, Missile Command, Indie games such as Jetboard Joust, Unsung Warriors, Utopos, Boulder Bash, Dash, Tailgun, like a bunch of games I never heard of. And then they have game streaming services, the Antstream, something called Air Console, and then they have Stadia capabilities. So like you can use Stadia, but then you have to pay for Stadia Extra, which is like not ideal. Um, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, this shows uh, some kids at a computer watching YouTube and learning something. This makes sense for like a classroom setting, I guess. Where that would be a really cheap, like, yeah. I mean, you could you would buy these three hundred dollars for a classroom, set those up. I mean, they could literally they could take that home. They'd have to have a keyboard at home and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, but, they, they said you know you could use Google Workspace for this. Yeah, but also this is interesting: the blockchain friendly gaming entertainment system, the Atari VCS ecosystem designed to work with the, and facilitate the use of blockchain technology with games payments. NFTs and tokens all coming to the Atari VCS. Trying to get all futuristic there. Like, and they got this futuristic shoe here, which makes no sense. But that's a piece of art that's an NFT, probably, oh, that they okay. sold that you can pay for. I got you. Yeah. I just find this interesting. Like, it's just very interesting. They're doing a lot of stuff with this thing that I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. What's the use case? Yeah. Like, who's going to buy this? PC mode, games, design cool yeah i just don't see i mean if they're marketing to institutions maybe that will be a thing it's like here's this really small computer you can get for only 300 dollars, and you can use it for maybe they're trying to slip in where apple kind of slipped out in a way you know what i'm saying yeah because like apple used to be big on well functionality and then it's like oh use it for music and stuff like that people still do that but then they kind of like cut that in the bud at least in my mind because um 
they used to have uh, Final Cut, which was this suite right. for creating uh, media, editing videos, and creating music. And they had this whole thing, just like Adobe. And then eventually they're like, you know what? We're just going to go iMovie. iMovie, our f- final, uh, what was it? Final, iMovie, it's not iMovie anymore. It's uh, a yeah, Final Cut X or whatever. Oh, yeah, Final Cut. And they like, made it like iMovie Pro. Right. People didn't like it. Or like it's functional and it's good and it works, but a lot of the things that I got used to early it's on. It's not a pro tier yeah, editor. It's it's not like and that's why I switched over to uh uh Premiere. Premiere. Yeah. It's just so much better. The Adobe suite is so much better. But at the time it was Final Cut. Right. And it was amazing. Yeah. Um so maybe they're trying to like slip in kind of like that in a way with that kind of angle with like PC mode and doing music and stuff. I mean but I just don't see that being a thing. I mean, I see the utility of like that. I mean, that being your computer being that small, like is kind of nice, but you know, it's not, not like, um, I mean, cause you have the, uh, the PC of, uh, um, Mac mini is like the smallest PC I've ever seen. And this is like comparable in size to the Mac mini, which is interesting. Um, but I am very curious to see if it gets used for that or not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. This is very interesting. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Look at that. That's the a legit computer. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, we're looking at the stuff. All right. Online. Anyway, so... Thank you all for listening to us as we go through that adventure of talking about Atari VCS. Um, speaking of past experiences and stuff like that, uh, looking back on the past, they have just announced officially that the uh, Crisis Remaster Trilogy is coming. I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking about they're trying to speculate what uh, Saber Interactive would be doing because they're like big and like doing remastered stuff. Well, it turns out they've been working on Crisis Remastered. And that is what is coming next. So they are taking the Crisis Trilogy 1, 2, and 3 and remastering it for modern platforms, consoles, and PCs. Um, Didn't they already remaster the first one? They did Crisis Remastered, yes. Okay. And I remember playing it, and it played like an old-ass game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if they're going to remaster it, are they going to like fix the... I mean, go ahead. I guess you're going to tell us more. I don't think so. Okay. Um, so with this one... Uh, Crisis Remastered had uh, visuals with up to 8K as well as HDR and ray tracing. Um, but, well, honestly, actually, I don't know. They didn't They didn't say what they're really doing to this other than there's a teaser that came out, and here's that. So ultimately, it's like you had Crisis Remastered. They checked to see if people were happy with that, and then they're like, let's just do all of them remastered now. So now they've got all of them remastered. So I don't know, though, if it's going to be any better to... Uh, um, you know, if they're going to fix any of the, the old schoolness of the game um, at it all. Definitely old schoolness. Yeah. But there's some nostalgic benefit to that. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, let's go back to an old school game and play not, like it was back in the old days, you know? Not for me, but Those for you. Nice. You tell me what you think. Yeah, I played all. I don't think I'd go back and play this. I mean, I love those games, but it's not like a game that I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back and play through the whole entire story again. Um, because I don't have it doesn't I'm not reminiscent on it like I am uh, Mass Effect you know what I mean because like right, the right. story wasn't as engaging as just like 
for me, this game was all about the gameplay was fun and the freaking world was gorgeous. Like it was a gorgeous world. And there were some really cool story twists and stuff like that in there. But um, yeah, this is going to be remastered to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. There doesn't seem to be native PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X S versions of it, which is kind of dumb. Um, but Crytek says that they're playing on current gen hardware via backwards compatibility. They'll offer an even smoother experience. So basically, if you're on PlayStation 5, you'll get like probably 60 frames or whatever. But Dang. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I just don't know if it's worth it. I feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity to like just remaster it and not make like a really badass version for the next gen consoles. That because I mean, yeah. this is this is the game that back in the day was like a test of your hardware. So like if you can run Crisis, then you can run anything. Yeah. But if they're not remastering it for the new consoles, it's like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. Hmm. It does look good, but it doesn't look. I mean, it looks about as good as it did back in the day, right? Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's saying but, a lot, actually. Yeah. But I don't know if it's gonna be like blow your mind. Amazing, right? Um, we'll see. All right, last story we have before we close out the new segment. Um, this is just interesting to me. Uh, we don't usually talk about YouTubers on the show, but this time we are yeah, because YouTuber Josh Strife. I saw this article pop up. Uh, Josh Strife Hayes. He is on a quest to play the worst MMOs ever made, and I just find this to be really funny. And I I give a lot of support to this person because I can't believe you're going to spend time like your life making a channel to play the worst games ever made in a particular genre. And he is going to do it man, and put forth the effort to make it happen. So like, not gonna lie. I'd lose my mind. Right. Like, um, what did he say here? He was going to do. So, there's a special show to the worst MMOs from leveling up breathing in immortal online to navigating the psychotic free floating inventory in the life is feel MMO, both of which I've never heard of before in my life. Um, he has limitless games. reserves of patience and energy to power through the most awful games he can find. Um, he even has a joke episode on Tinder, arguably the objectively worst MMO that many of us can relate to. <laughs> um, because it's comparing it to a free-to-play game that sends you on quests, quote, dates. Um, it's a free-to-play, which means it's heavily biased in favor of those who pay to win. And it's probably one of the most, uh, the only MMORPGs ever where the charisma stat matters more than every other stat combined. <laughs> Sounds like China. <laughs> China? Yeah, because they have a, uh, a social, uh, what is it, um, Social ranking system. Oh, that's that's fucked up. So the more like high rank you got, um, the better you are. So <laughs> like this MMO Charisma. is mostly negative. Yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's rough. That's real rough. Are you watching a video right now? Still? I am. Oh damn, that's weird. I thought you were like. I know. Oh, I know. My God. I was like, wow. I don't remember being on Steam. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, anyway, but anyway, uh, so this guy, check unreal. him out. Um, I don't know. I think it's fascinating that he's going to try and go through and. Play, I mean, he's played games like Wizard 101. I've never heard of this before in my life. Dreamscapes Dimensions. Like, he's finding these things that... I mean, you can't even get into these games still? Like, what the hell? Right. That's what I'm curious about. Oh, look how garbage this UI looks uh, on this metamorph something or another. This is, like, ancient right now. Yeah. This is scary. I don't know. I would never want to do this in my life. Like, I would I would lose my mind. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Well, his life's work yep. is about to commence. Good luck has. to him. Cool. All right. Well, if you're not subscribed to us yet on YouTube, you can check us out at youtube.com slash gamer and subscribe to help us reach our goal of 1,000 subs. We are 70-ish. 
seven people away. Nice. So if everybody listening to this right now goes and subscribes, then you will get dollar bills. Not really dollar bills, but you will help us. You'll see dollar bills in your dreams. In your dreams, you'll see dollar bills. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break. Come back with our discussion topic all about our big E3 predictions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Welcome back. Each week we dive in a hot topic about video games. And this week it is hotter than ever, y'all. Do you feel the heat up in this place? You feel the heat. Feel the fire. I do. Can you turn on your AC? <laughs> oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> um, it is on. It's just, you know. I feel it now. So, yeah. Earlier it was, I was kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I turned it up to 74 because I like it better that way. But um, I know that you're a warm blooded person and I need all warm. the all the cold air. So I should have been thinking ahead and turned it down just for for you but yes it should be coming and damn it Brent. nice and nice and clean but anyway everybody <laughs> we're on the cusp after that derailment there we're on the cusp of e3 virtual e3 um and this is going to be taking place e3's like, basically been happening already <laughs> yeah, basically so yeah. random thought sorry to cut you off warhammer had their own 30 minute lineup of trailers for video games that are coming out oh yeah like the other day and i was like what the fuck well now it's, now it's just like you never know what's gonna happen they're I just know. gonna like ramp people are just gonna randomly start just having stuff just like oh hey I tomorrow i don't like it i don't either i like, mean i want to know like i want to know this is the week yeah so like keep your head head down to the right i don't know it's hard to keep track of it's like shit there was a freaking uh uh the gorilla collective like had their showcase any showcase like last week and I, I didn't see anybody talk about it no one talked about that yeah so like one article that popped up and there was some Man. cool looking games in there but nothing nothing crazy that i was like oh yeah we gotta talk about this right now but it was it's crazy i mean i guess some of the ones that are coming out i mean i don't know some people don't want to be overshadowed yeah by some of the bigger guys but sony kind of did something interesting already so it's kind of like i don't know just throwing yeah. shit out everywhere well sony's always doing their thing and I, I, I saw an article the other day about sony and it was really interesting because i didn't realize this until they pointed it out but they said ever since they started doing state of plays like you there's no predictability to when they're going to do it mm-hmm. and what's also interesting is that they reveal that it's coming like two days before it happens so mm-hmm. you can't prepare for anything because they're just like oh hey uh, state of play day after tomorrow bam so it's like every single state of play that they've dropped they've dropped it on they've announced it on a day and then two days later it happens and last year there was three of them and they were not consistently spread apart this year we've already had three and supposedly which i can't even realize we had three already yeah right and uh they they still have like half a year left so i'm like how am i we gonna have this year and when are they gonna be we don't know <clears throat> so random you know what <sighs> That's another thing. Like, when I log into PlayStation or open my PlayStation, that should be, like, the first thing on there. Like, hey, look, stay to play for Horizon Zero Dawn. Which, if it was. It was. Awesome. Yeah, it was there okay. last week. Yeah. I Well, I didn't play games, so there you go. Was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to log in to play games, and right, then you'll right. see those things. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, they did have a headline week. of uh, stay to play, watch the trailer for Horizon Forbidden mm-hmm. West and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that was cool. But it, I want more of that. Yeah. I think we'll see it. I think they'll I be using that. get a ding from the app. Yeah, the app doesn't do that. It would be it's nice. Like, it's it's nice to go on YouTube and it's like, oh, like oh, state of play, Horizon Forbidden West. That's awesome. I want to see that. Yeah, but half the time I'm like, I have to watch this later. <laughs> I wasn't preparing for this. Right. I have many other things to do right now, and then sometimes I forget about it. 
That sucks. Just add your watch later list and then just have an hour where you just go through it. Right, right. I do it when I'm eating. I'll sit down and turn on those videos and just like (laughs) pound through them. I'm so in the habit of like turning on Netflix. I don't, I just forget. That's why you have your Apple TV <laughs> app that like shows it all to you in front. You're like, oh, YouTube. I'm gonna but it's a that. habit of just, I'm going to watch Netflix right now when I'm eating. Oh, my God. Anyway. You're a challenging person, okay? That's I can just where be. I was coming I can to. be. <laughs> Personal uh, habit right. and well, challenge. So, yeah, with all that said, that four minutes of conversation about all the craziness <laughs> that's coming out right now. Yeah. Um, we are here to talk about E3 and our predictions for E3. Uh, this is a set of predictions. We have three apiece for E3. <laughs> Get it? Uh, three for E3. <laughs> uh, we're going to be looking at just some 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 banger surprise announcements and things of that nature that none of these things have ever been announced or rumored or put out there. These are just our assumptions. So we're not going to be talking about oh, anything Battlefield 6. Oh, well... For, for me, none of them are rumors at all. They're just like, I'm making them up from from nothing. From your butt. Um, I guess some of them, like, there's like little pieces that are like kind of expected, but they're, it's not like we know there's a trailer coming or anything like that. It's just gotcha, that gotcha. these are uh, all speculation. So rumor is okay. But I also wanted to be something that was a little, little bit, uh, a little bit crazy, um, a little bit more. But- more zany realistic and but realistic yes so more detail the better uh as we're talking through these so these are our three predictions each and hopefully they we get them right and we become amazing awesome you know psychics after this which would be awesome that would be amazing yeah so we'll see what happens but austin let's kick it off we got e3 coming up this this coming right. week remember there's no sony happening um <coughs> per se at e3 so sony we don't want to talk Sony per se, but one of yours does include a company that will be there, so we are good with that. Right. So what is your first prediction for E3 this year? All right, so it's like the last three, five years, we always talk about this game. We're like, we know it's going to come. It's got to come this time. And they always put all these like supplemental games or things in other games. <laughs> Splinter Cell returns with the lead being passed off and revealing the game... Keanu Reeves comes out on the stage. He's the new assassin. That's breathtaking. I know. <laughs> look, okay, if you look at it from like a marketing standpoint, which is probably the bigger pull for it, is that yeah. when he came out for Cyberpunk, like it blew everyone's mind. No one expected it. It was a perfect fit for him. And now that he's, uh, <clears throat> what's his face? Sam Fisher? Sam, no, not Sam Fisher. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Johnny John Silverhand. Wick. Oh. John Wick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going all John his names Wick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now that he's John Wick and he has this like assassin killing thing, like I feel like he'd be perfect. They could kind of take Splinter Cell in a similar way, but still have the whole stealthy thing. And I just think it'd be really cool. I mean, it's kind of like, because when I, when you first mentioned that, I was like, well, Sam Fisher is much more, <clears throat> he's more put together, more formalized assassin kind right. of attitude, more like covert ops kind of person. But then again, I remember playing Splinter Cell Conviction, which was like not that way. He was right. kind of a rogue, like assassin guy that was yeah. more doing. More John Wickish. Yeah, more John Wickish. And so I could see that actually with this upcoming game. And they do need to, I mean, if they can't get the Sam Fisher voice actor, like just make a new. Splinter Cell character and well, that's what I'm saying though like yeah it's Keanu Reeves yeah exactly like, yeah or they could just go with like a John Wick-esque styled character that doesn't have to be Keanu Reeves right but I think it'd be cool if like the mantle was passed down from Sam Fisher to John Wick but not John Wick <laughs> yes 
I don't know. I just think his presence just fits perfectly for this yeah. game. Um, do you think it's too soon for him to like be jumping into another game after he was just in Cyberpunk? Or no, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, the cyber. I mean, yeah, the whole like. I, mean, I guess his recording for Cyberpunk games, finished Cyberpunk. a while ago. Like, yeah, there's that correlation there. If you see him in a video game, but still, I just feel like no one's talking about Cyberpunk anymore. Yeah. We haven't heard of many like brand new like celebrity. I mean, other than like Keanu Reeves came out, and I guess we have uh, uh, Vin Diesel that was in Arc. But <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Yes, I do. Uh, it was hilarious. But uh, which I don't know if that game. I heard that game was coming out soon. Actually, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But but yeah, we haven't had any like big, huge like celebrity reveals and stuff. Because I mean, I remember right. it's huge when we had Norman Reedus, and then we had uh, Keanu Reeves in this one. So it's like maybe well, maybe it's time for us to get some more crazy epic you know, celebrity reveals coming down the pipeline. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. It's bound. To happen. I hope we see Splinter Cell. Cause I mean, the world wants it to happen. I know. And the like, fact that they haven't brought it out yet in a proper form is just kind of disheartening. Well, I think part of it is they want to keep Sam Fisher, but the voice actor, well, this is just my opinion. The voice actor is so unique. His voice is so unique and it's so tied to that franchise. Buying someone else is, you know, really going out there. Um, but at this point, I mean, we haven't seen it for so long, so they could do so many things to refresh the franchise. It doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah. I wonder if they've been having trouble, too, of like figuring out how to make a Splinter Cell that's in their new <clears throat> oh, yeah. game development space. Because like most of the games they bring out are like open-world, all-you-can-explore kinds of games mm-hmm. that have a lot of... like stuff you can pay for like a shop and things like that like with a microtransaction lead-in component ghost recon and then you had freaking even far cry has like shit you can buy in there and it's open world and yeah explore forever um i, mean, I think we can. don't have any that's like more like splinter so isn't like as linear, like it was level based and stuff like that right. we don't have much of that anymore with ubisoft which is interesting so i wonder what they would do because i don't think of open world splinter cell would work per se but I wonder if they would, but I don't know. They're working on that way. Black and now what was that other game that they've been revealing for like ever and they haven't brought out yet? Uh, black flag, black and white. No, it wasn't black and white. What's that? That what? game that they're, they've been developing. That's like <clears throat> a sequel to, um, it's a sequel to a game that they made a long time ago that had like, it was just a weird, trippy. Oh, uh, thing. Beyond Good and Evil. Thank you. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. That one, like, <laughs> great description. That's I know, how I, I got have, it. I have no idea what I'm describing <laughs> right now, but yes, <laughs> there's this thing, weird, trippy, uh, you know, thing. This, that, whatever. I was gonna say like flying stuff because there was like flying one of the things that wasn't very clear. Yeah, I don't know, but well, yeah, it's like their formula doesn't quite fit into this uh, anymore with Splinter Cell, which is interesting. <laughs> so honestly, if they fall sort of Metal Gear Solid Five. I think it would work because you have this big open world. You can go wherever you want. You still had the whole like espionage thing. It'd sneak into different bases and stuff. I mean, you could do that. I mean, they had a Splinter Cell uh, uh, DLC for um, uh, Breakpoint, yeah, which was kind of cool. I mean, that was fun because it was very much like it was you and your team of people like being more stealthy and mm-hmm. sneaking around and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you only saw Sam Fisher for like the beginning and the end of it, but uh, it was it was kind of cool to have that more stealthy kind of feel. And I, I could see that happening with a open world potentially. I don't know what, the, where, where the open world would be, but it could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so my my prediction yeah. I want to I want to share here. I'm going to keep it in the vein of Ubisoft right now because we're talking about them. Nice. Um, so last year, uh, I think it was last year. Last year, the year before, Ubisoft actually the year before, Ubisoft announced on the E3 stage that they're bringing out a new new system called UPlay Plus, and UPlay Plus was going to be fourteen ninety nine, and it is allows you basically it's a subscription service for Ubisoft games. It's PC exclusive, um, so you can pay fourteen ninety nine and you can ac- get access to play all the Ubisoft games that are out there. So that gives you the Division, the Division Two, Breakpoint. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, all these games, fourteen ninety nine a month. Um, cancel whenever you want. So my prediction is, this needs to happen, is that this year they're going to announce that coming in October, alongside Far Cry 6, you'll be able to get Uplay Plus, one subscription that goes across all platforms. So PlayStation, Xbox, PC, I don't know about PlayStation, they're going to allow that to happen, but all platforms will be available and you can get the subscription and be able to download and play these games across all platforms. Mm. That needs to happen because if that was something that I could then have a 14.99 subscription for Ubisoft and play it on my PC and that progression and content and stuff carries over to my PlayStation, I would buy this in a heartbeat. Man. You know, I never was about that, but now that Jason only plays on PlayStation right now, I was like, God, I really need that, that crossover. Yeah. There's just like no way about it. Yeah. But like, at least be able to play cross-platform. Right. Because, like, I don't want to... Like, there's certain Ubisoft games that I want to play on my PC. Yeah. But I was like, I want to play uh, Breakpoint. I want to play that on my console. Like, Valhalla, I want to play on my console. Hyperscape, I want to play on PC. If not that I'm playing Hyperscape. But um, Assassin's Creed, Vol- like, Odyssey, I have on my PC, but I want to play on my console. <laughs> like, a lot more of them I want to play on my console... And I can't do that. But then I also want to have some of them, like the division, I'd much rather play that actually with you guys on PC. Right. So like those kinds of things would be back and forth. And I think that would be something that they should do is you play plus it's an app that lets you have access to download and play these games or it's just like integrated because EA play is now available on the PlayStation store. So you can pay for EA play, but it sucks because the subscription is limited to that console and they haven't allowed it to open up to where you have that one subscription. I bet you there's like a deal there where it's like if you're doing an EA Play through the PlayStation Store, like PlayStation gets a cut is what I'm guessing. Yeah. And that's why they're yeah. not doing it. But even if it was more, I mean, like my EA Play Pro subscription is $100, $100 a year. Um, so it's more expensive than the standard one. So it breaks down about, <clears throat> or actually I think it's $10 a month is what it breaks down to. But if it was across everything, it'd be awesome. Because I would love to play. Yeah, that would be nice. Some of those games on console and others on PC. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. But yeah, I think that'd be a good, good launch. I mean, because because you're saying that you'd be able to play Far Cry Six with the UPlay Plus, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Because all of them, like, I mean, right now, like, if you bought it on PC, like, you can play Far Cry Six on launch day with this subscription service but it's only on pc so you can't play that on your console yeah and that sucks and i want to be able to have that flexibility there it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time all right what's your next prediction so there have been rumors that konami wants to outsource metagross solid because they suck at making these games they suck at making games yes generally (laughs) generally yes because they're turning all of their titles into these uh, like little penny, uh, uh, we call it uh, gambling machines. 
Yeah. And it seems to be big over in the Asian yeah. countries. So like that's their thing now and it makes money. So, you know, whatever. So they might be outsourcing Metal Gear Solid or, or a franchise. And it's been rumored it could be Metal Gear Solid. And who is working? Oh, and they might outsource it to Sony. So who is working with Sony right now? Well, it happens to be Kojima. <laughs> so <laughs> Metal Gear Solid might be outsourced to Sony which will outsource or use Ko- Kojima to make that, and it will star Norman Reedus as, <laughs> as Big Boss. Oh, my God. Because he, he has a similar look. I can see that. I think he could, he could do the whole scruffy-looking thing and scruffy voice. Oh, he could definitely and, pull that off, yeah. And then, boom, just, we get a little teaser, and it's just like, hey, Kojima, Metal Gear Solid, back together. Do you think he'd want to return to Metal Gear Solid, Kojima? Like, I wonder if he's like just done that, with that actually. chapter of his life. I feel like he... I don't know. It's kind of like he's made so many of those games. Yeah. I feel like, why not? Like, that's his bread and butter right there. Yeah. And, you know, we've heard that he was kind of, uh, that Konami was trying to hurry up the last game with Kojima and he wanted to do a bunch of stuff and he had to be like kind of reeled in here and there. Right. I mean, I think it's pretty common for any artistic endeavor. Right. Um, so maybe now that he has the backing of Sony, like he could do so much more with it, make yeah. it even better. I don't know. It's true. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Right. Um, or any kind of like, I mean, even like, what if he, what if they did that with <clears throat> Silent Hills? Oh, and that like would be brought even that better. back again. Yeah, like, that would be even better. But I, I feel like Kojima would just be like, nah, fuck you, Konami. I'm not going <laughs> to do anything related to you at all. Right. If it ever comes down to it, it's just not going to happen. But, um, I mean, yeah, it would be really interesting though. Like I, I'm surprised to hear that they would be outsourcing that, but, but I guess I'm not at the same time because Konami can't make good games anymore. Right. They tried Metal Gear Survive. That wasn't very good. So yeah, now they're just kind of at a loss. They'd sit in all these great franchises and they can't do anything with it. They better be outsourcing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. That's true. Um, awesome. Well, my next one, I'm doing mine out of order actually. Uh, my next prediction is we haven't seen Forza Horizon in a couple years. I feel like it's probably coming soon. We have the Xbox Series X that just launched last year. Did not get Halo Infinite. Um, did not get Forza. I think we're going to get a Forza Horizon 5 set to release this year. I think it's going to release in October. And there's been rumors of it being in one of two locations, Japan or Mexico. Mm. I think Mexico makes more sense. I would love to see Forza in Japan. I think that'd be so cool. Especially at nighttime, awesome lighting, all the cool lights and shit everywhere. Yeah. It's beautiful cities and oh, stuff yeah. like that. would be amazing. But I think that the idea of Mexico makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of really beautiful geography in Mexico, especially along the coastlines um, with like the ruins and all that stuff from the Mayans and whatnot. Mm. I would love to see something set near like Tulum and the areas where there's a bunch of different, like just ruined areas and build a coastal Mexico set Forza Horizon that takes advantage of all that architecture and old history and stuff like that and brings it in here. And it'll have the seasons that was really big from last year or not last year, whenever the last game came out, which was like changing seasons, like te- like stuff looked different and cool and like, like adapted to the seasons changing, but it's also going to bring in dynamic weather 
like tornadoes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it could actually be tornadoes, <laughs> honestly, because in this game it would fit because they have all kinds of zany, weird shit that happens as you're playing through the racing game. So there was like these missions that you do in Forza Horizon 4 where you'd be like driving down this this track and doing this crazy race and like a freaking like a airplane jet would come down like right next to you and fly past you or you had to like outrun uh, an aircraft um, as you're fly, as you're driving through this. And it's just like crazy wild what set piece hell? moments and stuff that were just really weird. So I feel like that could be what this is. It's like trying like go through these crazy levels and races and the course changes with levolution mm-hmm. happening as you're going through the course. So like yeah. there's like bridges and shit that like blow out as you're driving through and you got to like turn off into like go off-roading because your bridge just fell through and you got to go down the hills and like looping around and all that stuff and that would the be the whole... With the warthog? Or that was that was yes different. no it was yeah oh, that warhog okay. was in this one too yeah so i think Forever it would ago. be uh i think it'd be really cool to see that and yeah. i think it's gonna be october <clears throat> it's gonna be set in mexico it's gonna have levolution components to it with the dynamic weather and it'll be along the coastline of uh somewhere in new mexico that has all those different biomes and environments that they typically have in this game right right so that's my big prediction nice i can't freaking wait for four nice. horizon five yeah in 4K. 4K. Except that means I have to get a fucking Xbox Series X or play it on my PC, which I don't know if I want to play that on my PC again. It's like, hey man, certain ones I want to play on console, certain ones I want to play on PC. It's getting harder. It's getting harder now to get get all this stuff. I know. It's a hard life. It is. All right. All right. My final Third prediction. And final. Yes. E3 so, prediction. Last year, you know, Halo Infinite got a gameplay trailer and people shat on it. And so they're like, we need to go back to drawing board. So that's what they've been doing this whole time. And they're saying that in a year, well, actually I don't, they officially say it was going to be a year, but they said, um, they need more time and it was going to come out this year. And I don't think they ever officially been like, we need like a year or whatever. I, I feel like they said fall. They were going to say fall. Well, my prediction no, is so far. All they said <laughs> is just 2021. Okay. No. Uh, okay, I think we were predicting it was going to be in the fall. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're going to get a trailer, and it's going to look different, and I think people are going to be a lot happy where it is, but I don't think it's going to come out until the first quarter of 2022. Damn. I think they'll be like, we need more time. Uh, you Again? Know, <laughs> we need more time. We want this to be the best game for you guys. You know, it's almost here. Here's a trailer. Here's some gameplay. Uh, here's what's gonna have in it, and like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna start like hyping up the game now, and then yeah. come January or not January, um, it'll be released in the first three months. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna add to that. Okay, I think it'd be interesting too. They're gonna if they do that, they're probably gonna announce a multiplayer beta mm. for like August or September <clears throat> to like get your feet wet with it in lieu of them not. Having, having a game yeah. come out it's like you can play the multiplayer beta give us feedback and see what mm. you think of battle royale <laughs> well we were talking about that i mean dude i would not put it past them there's halo been, there's battle been royale. legitimate royale or like I know. <laughs> legitimate royales legitimate rumors of a battle royale coming to this yeah which i'll be like uh i don't know how i feel about that but i mean some part of it could be cool but i don't know i feel like at this point i'm like people are like done with battle royales I mean, I am. Well, maybe they do a different take on the Battle Royale. Because, like, now, what was that game we played, uh, Scavengers? It's a little yeah. different. You know, there's more going on there. Um, I don't know. Being elite. 
an elite <laughs> versus a, yeah, just different, all these different yeah. things. I mean, it would be really cool to like drop into, I, I could envision a really neat no, no. experience. You're not even a Spartan. You're just a normal Marine. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I would play that. Yeah. Cause like being a Spartan, I mean, that'd be cool. You have powers and shields and yes, like it'd be interesting for sure. But I think being a normal Marine, it kind of fits the whole battle royale anyway. Like, well, it would be cool if they did it like, in lieu of like in the way of uh, scavengers and stuff, where like you, you know, you have the the ship. What are the ships called that you fly into in the game? And uh, have a name. I already forgot. Well, they have the drop ships already. Yeah. You know that you can fly in on. You you jump out of the sky. You go on a fight, and it's like you have a circle that's coming in on you, electric field or whatever the fuck it looks like. And you go and fight other Marines and stuff like that. But you also have the flood and shit like that that are That'd in there cool. as AI enemies. Yeah. So it's like always constant combat. And you have objectives where you have to go like take points and this, that, whatever, and um, secure bases. And then maybe like if you secure a base, there's like certain like hidden um, uh, like like trunks or uh or loot boxes that'll give you like the plasma sword that will give you extra benefits to, like take down bad guys or will give you the shield if you don't That'd have a shield cool. yeah um, but you have to fight your way to it and and do an objective thing to in order to unlock it and give you an edge in the gameplay i don't know some cool things there potentially think, like how that work out because i mean hey okay you crash nine on halo right and it's just a bunch of marines and aliens and everyone's trying to get off, and the place is going to blow up type thing. So, like, there's a center that you have to get to, something like that. I don't know. Collect resources. The power ship that you have to find, and then you can leave or you're going to die. What if it was, like, I wonder if there's a way, because we haven't seen a Battle Royale with two different factions, have we? No. It's always been, like, you know. It's just a every, bunch of people dropping man. in there about to kill yeah, them. Yeah, it's yeah. every man for themselves. <clears throat> I wonder if there'd be anything you could do to make like a two set factions where it's like every man for themselves, but it's also like every faction trying to Help win out of the other. Right. Right. So like you could have like people that can drop in as either the flood or the, <clears throat> the, uh, Marines. What was the one we played on, um, on, uh, Epic games? Cause it was kind of like that the cycle. Yeah. Like you, it was just about getting out of there. Yeah. Not necessarily about killing anybody. Right. But you could, if you wanted to. Right. So it could be that kind of thing. Yeah. But they'd have to make it kind of like, um, uh, what was it called? Um, dang it. What's the Ubisoft game that I wanted to play? A Division 2, like maybe something like that in their yeah. little uh, quarantine zone where you get some better loot if you kill them. But I don't know. Yeah. That, kind of, that just doesn't go with the Halo right. theme. Yeah. Unless it was like all Spartans. Because, right. okay, if you want to go lore wise to actually make it fit, Spartans did have to go and fight each other at some point and like make it out alive and fight the elements. So maybe it's like Spartan training where you guys go to this like little area of the world and the last man standing is like, you know, the badass and you get to rank up or whatever, which yeah. has happened to Master Chief. Like, as a kid, I think I don't remember the full story. I can't remember if his people died, but he's supposed <laughs> to go in, and yeah, he he ended up living. Huh? We could do that. That can be interesting. Yeah, I'm a little bit more intrigued now. I thought it'd be kind of dumb, but I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. Could I don't be good. think he had the armor at that time yeah. during that little like training exercise. So like, he had to survive on his own. Huh? Man, Halo Infinite Battle there Royale. There you go. Lore, it's lore coming. inspired. Lore inspired. Yeah. Man, it's going to be crazy if they do delay it, though. I'd be like, 
Son of a bitch. This game's never going to come out. I mean, think about it. Do you think it would come out? I mean, given I, what we I, know, we don't know much. I get it, but up to this point, I've been hoping it would. Yeah, yeah, me too. We haven't yes. seen much. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I know they're going to be holding. I mean, they've already shown uh, in the announcement showcase art, like <coughs> Starfield is in there, and then Halo is like the lead art stuff. Like they've shown little hints at that stuff. So I feel like those are going to be the big, the big showcases yeah. there. But I mean, there's going to be a lot more. I mean, because Microsoft typically has like thirty or forty things that they talk about right and then they got bethesda now in it too so like they're going to be showing some death loop shit there well actually i don't know if they will show death loop gonna think of it because death loop is a playstation timed exclusive mm. which was a weird kind of situation with that because now that they're with microsoft it's like damn um but they are showing stuff because i think they're always uh, usually at microsoft they're like everything's gonna be coming to game pass mm-hmm. in the the lineup so yeah supposedly if they bring starfield they're gonna be saying starfield's day one game pass thing but yeah Man, I don't know. Yeah, that's my prediction. Shit. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? We'll find out. Halo Infinite. I kind of hope I'm wrong because I want to play it. <laughs> I know, right? I do. I do too. I'm ex- I'm hoping it's decent. I hope it's good. Yeah. I want it to be great. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's. Decent. I want them to bring it back. It's like even Gears Five. Like it came and went, and I'm like, I know this. I heard it's a good game but I just never played it and don't really have a huge desire to jump into it. Like I yeah. used to in the old days of those games. Yeah. I did after I played the, the little tactical shooter one. Oh, you played Gears five Gears tactics. Did you play Gears five though? I know I have it. No, oh, okay. okay. I started it and it was like very linear and like set up and I was like, huh. interesting. Or maybe I played the one before. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I want to We're play play. Gears five was playing the female. Right. Yeah. Not so that I was playing that? the female. I don't remember. Okay. It's been so long. Is well, when I awesome. first got the Xbox Game Pass, it was available. It's probably Gears 4, and I played it, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Last one. All right, my last prediction. Here we go. So we are going to get Switch Pro reveal at some point. It's actually supposed to have already happened, but Switch Pro is going to be here, and this Nintendo Direct stuff that Nintendo's doing at E3 is all going to be centered around what you can play on the Switch Pro, like how oh. the Switch Pro is going to elevate your gaming experience, and you should go and buy a Switch Pro instead of having to switch. Right, 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 right. And what they're going to do is they're going to reveal Metroid Prime 4 finally. Now, granted, they just rebooted it, like, what, in 2019, I think? So I don't think it's ready to, for the limelight <laughs> this year, but I'm predicting we're going to showcase gameplay of the Metroid Prime 4, best played on the Switch Pro. Here's all the badass-looking graphics. Finally, Nintendo has badass graphics with Metroid Prime 4. It's going to be a flagship title for the Switch Pro that's going to drop in March of next year, not this year, March of next year, alongside Metroid Prime 4 dropping in March of next year. That will blow our minds visually. Being like, yo, look at that shit. It's I will like pre-order almost that, 4K. that day. Yeah. And I think that the Switch Pro is going to be $399. 400 bucks potentially. Or 350 maybe. But because isn't the current Switch 299 Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be $100 more. And we did a whole prediction thing about what the what they would price it and what needs to happen on um, uh, the Switch Pro. So go back and look at that. Yes. So that's my big, huge one because I we haven't. I mean, they need a big title. They got Mario 
golf super rush coming out soon. Yeah, right. But beyond that, it it hasn't been much, but I don't think they're going to have it ready for that this year. And I think they're going to be really putting all their marketing efforts into the switch. And since the original switch came out in March of 2017, I feel like they're going to keep in that same vein of rather like trying to sell out all those switch consoles. Cause they've haven't had a problem selling switch consoles anyway during Christmas time. Right. So I feel like they're still going to be able to push those consoles through. They're they probably have one more game. They're going to announce for this Christmas time that will sell the switch consoles and then bring out switch pros in March. What about Mario rabbits? I have heard a lot of people talking about that, that that could be something that I, I feel like that's a very valid point to see a new Mario Rabbids. Because it came out pretty early on the Switch lifecycle, yeah. original release. And, and it was great. It, it got raving reviews. Yeah. I liked it. I played it. Yeah, I had a blast with it. Mm-hmm. I definitely could see a second one with that, like Ubisoft. And well, would it come this fall, or would it come towards Switch Pro? I think that'd be a good fall game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they don't have anything else, that would be a title I feel like that could get people excited enough yeah. while they're waiting oh, yeah. for the Switch Pro to come out. Because it doesn't have to have like super amazing graphics with that game. No. But it's all like cartoony and stuff like that. So right, right, right. they could easily bring that out and everybody would be fine with it. But just have new cooler levels and missions and abilities and stuff like Maybe that. Some new characters, added characters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sweet, man. man. That'd be good. Here we go. So if everything comes true, we're going to have at E3 a new Splinter Cell announced, a new Metal Gear Solid title coming from Kojima and Konami. Halo Infinite's getting delayed, but we're going to get a Battle Royale beta, potentially. Metroid Prime 4 is going to be revealed. Forza Horizon 5 is going to be revealed. And Ubisoft is going to bring you play to all platforms. I'm going to put this in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we forget. So, there it is, all, y'all. We got the stuffs out there. Mm. It's going to happen. Yeah. You've heard it here first. We are predicting the future. Will we get it right? Will we get it wrong? I don't know. But what do you think? Send us an email. Yeah. Hello to net, Or hit us up on all of our social channels at InnerGamerCast on Twitter or the InnerGamer on Instagram. All that good stuff. Let us know. Give yeah. us your thoughts. And with that, it's going to wrap up our discussion this week. So if you want to contribute to the next week's segment, you can join us on our Discord channel to share all those things that you want to hear from us. That link is in the show notes. We'll be right back with upcoming video game releases. So stay tuned. Three, two, one. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about upcoming video game releases. We have two games to be talking about this week. We have on June 10th, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade comes out exclusively for the PS5. This is a brand new updated version of Final Fantasy VII with a new episode featuring... Yuffie in a brand new adventure in the world of Final Fantasy. Play as Wutai Ninja Yuffie Kisaragi as she infiltrates Midgar and conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Um, And this will also have two modes in the game, graphics mode for 4K resolution or performance mode for 60 frames per second prioritization. Um, There's going to be a fully fully customizable photo mode. Um, And then they've added some new haptic feedback integration with the DualSense controller. So... All that and more will be coming to you if you get this. Or you can just get on PS Plus and get Final Fantasy VII Remake for free. There you go. Okay, um, I gotta say, you said that name pretty good. 
What? You said that name pretty good. Oh, thank you. Is it from playing Yakuza someone? Yes. It's coming to you now? It is. Okay. Yes, I got it all down. I got all the <laughs> Japanese names down pat. Uh, That's right. And then uh, not only that, we also have another game coming out on PS5, which I did not realize was coming this soon. But June 11th, we have finally, everybody, the first huge, awesome next-gen title. Well, not the first one, but definitely one of the biggest ones. It's five days, Brett. Five fucking days. Well, five. actually, by the time you listen to this, it's three days. Oh, oh. man. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, is coming out for the PS5. You can go dimension hopping with Ratchet and Clank as they take on an evil emperor from another reality. Jump between action-packed worlds and beyond at mind-blowing speeds, complete with dazzling visuals and an insane arsenal as the intergalactic adventures blast on the PS5 console. So... Is finally here. It looks amazing. I'm very, very stoked for this game. And I don't know what I'm going to do because there's a lot of shit to get done between now and then. <sighs> okay, I'm giving up a game. And I don't know if I'm going to finish Mass Effect. Now at this oh, point. damn. Because I was like blowing through that. I was like, I can finish Mass Effect 2. Like How two far weeks. are you in it? I haven't moved very far. <laughs> yeah, because you're in Mass Effect 2 now. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. I'm collecting, like, I'm on the second part where you have to collect all of the other heroes. Oh, yeah. Because you collected all that you could. And now the plot thickens, yeah. kind of, sort of, and yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> some good moments, man. I love it, game. Yeah, I need to go back. I was almost actually going to start it yesterday, then I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna. I need to finish some of these other things first. Like, but I'm at a point in Yakuza where I'm like, real, I'm stuck. Like I'm underpowered, and I gotta like power time. up. No, time to break. Oh break no, I gotta finish it. Down. So good, so good. Anyway. That's going to wrap it up for our show this week, everybody. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to join us on our stream every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash TheInnerGamerCast. And if you want to support our show, you can donate on our website over at TheInnerGamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcasts, videos, and streams even better. You can also join in on the conversation on our Discord channel, so check out the show notes for that link. <laughs> and as always, you can... You can if you can't contribute monetarily, please take the time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content, the faster we grow, and it helps more than you know. So thank you for your continued support. With all our love here at the studio, I'm Austin Morales. I'm Brian Oski. And you've been listening to the Intergamer Podcast. Catch you guys next week. Podcast. <laughs>